Hello and welcome to another episode of Firsties. Uh, I'm Ross. I'm Reba. And we're covering the second episode of Lost, or or the third, depending on how you look at the pilot. Uh, second episode. <laughs> the first real non-pilot episode of the show. Yes. So, uh, yeah, this is the first, uh, first, you don't remember this one anyway. Like, you may have seen it, but you don't remember anything. Yeah, I don't remember this one. Okay. No. So yeah, it's kind of a kind of an interesting episode. I didn't expect to have much to say on it because it yeah. kind of just disappears into the flow of the season in a bit in a way, but uh. it um it is it's kind of an important episode because it's done by the actual series writing staff now. Oh. Since uh you had the pilot which was JJ Abrams and Damon Lindelof. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, you had this other team of people just brainstorming ideas for the whole series. Yeah. So they're coming up with, like, what's going on on the island, what the actual mythology is, and right. they're, they're also coming up with all these elaborate backstories on the characters. Yeah. Because they figure if everybody's just on an island, they all have to be interesting. Right. <laughs> exactly. And uh, they didn't actually intend for the flashback device to be uh, 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 an ongoing thing in the show. Yeah. They, they intended it to be in the pilot with the plane scenes, mm-hmm. and then just kind of go away. But they, they wrote all this stuff for all these characters, and eventually decided, you know, this would be more interesting yeah. if we showed it. Yeah, and, and it uh, is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it allows them to switch things up a bit, too, right? Mm-hmm. Because so all the show otherwise just takes place on the beach and in the jungle and stuff. And yeah. It and gives a little more variety. Right. But... Yeah, there were there were some uh, interesting things uh, about what the writers were trying to establish for the network at this time too, mm-hmm. because you know again we talked last week about how this wasn't a show that the people who were really in charge at ABC at this point really, really wanted. Right, so they had to be telling these people certain things to keep them even invested yeah. in the show in any way. Uh, the first of which was that every episode was going to be completely self-contained, oh. which. Uh, was an outright lie. Yes. <laughs> um, in this case, they they you can see them throwing a bone at the audience in a few places in this episode, mm-hmm. or at, at least at the uh, networks, because they do this a lot after a pilot, where the next episode or two kind of reestablishes the premise and the things that are going on mm-hmm. in case people missed the first episode, heard about it, and want to like jump on after the fact. Right. Um, you see that less and less now that everybody like streams things or watches it on demand or mm-hmm. anyway, but yeah. So in this episode, you've got uh, you've got immediately the marshal uh, declaring Kate dangerous again, and you know yeah. that works. That serves a couple purposes. It serves a purpose in that it's moving the plot forward by showing Jack that she was in the mugshot. Mm-hmm. But it's also for the new viewers saying this is what we're going to focus on this right. week. She is a danger, possibly. Yeah. And um, it also it also has a Saeed's little demonstration of the plane going off course and where how, which is yeah. only reiterating information from last week. Right. There's no actual reason for that scene for the people who saw the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. There. Yeah. That's true. And uh, we also get a towards the end a flashback to the plane, which is the exact same footage that they showed in the pilot with Kate and the marshal and her asking. For a favor yeah. before being not, him being knocked out. Right. So yeah, they're 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 trying, but then they're also another thing yeah. they told the network at this time was that every single mystery would be grounded in science, so that there would be some sort of scientific explanation for everything. Yeah. And that's not true. No. <laughs> and, no. 
They, the writers knew 100% that that was not going to be the case. They were just lying through their teeth to keep the show on the air at this point. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the flashback was... I'd say that was the biggest thing about this episode, that they're starting this flashback sequence. Mm-hmm. Or this... Uh, not sequence, this uh, yeah. device. Yeah. But it's kind of a weird flashback, because you don't really learn that you much. Yeah, you don't... Yeah, you don't learn anything about how Kate could be dangerous. Right. All you see is her, like, there's only one scene that, where it could show her potential, potentially being a danger to people, but then you have her going back and actually saving the farmer, Ramon. Right. From that crash, because she couldn't leave him to die. Yeah. She wasn't... In no part of that scene, which or in no part of the flashback, and no part of the episode, has Kate actually ever been, uh, like selfish. Right. It's like it's she's shown like very a lot of compassion for everyone, even the marshal, who could potentially like damn her for the remainder of the show. Yeah, it's a classic example of telling the audience one thing and showing them something else. Yeah. So you've got all the characters reiterating, like, oh, she's so dangerous, or especially the marshal, and well, and Hurley freaking out about yeah, that. Yeah, But yet, everything she does is... Is like, no. <laughs> which is a... Um, which is, like, a another good... A good way to show, like, what Jack ends up realizing by the end of the episode Mm -hmm. so that like people are like who people were in the past like before the plane crash don't really matter Mm -hmm. because you have to be like you have to just move forward and focus which is an interesting argument because uh for one that's kind of the premise of the episode right it's called tabula rasa which stands for blank slate or it means blank slate but it, on the other hand, this is a show where every single episode has a flashback Which, device for the characters. And, you know, I mean, I thought I, I thought about that too when I was writing my notes up. But everybody has, I I can see where, um, like all of the past motivations, are um, are going to influence the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, all of the their past is, but. At the same time, you're thrown into a situation where you've never experienced it before. You do have, they all do, despite their past, have a chance to start over. Right. Yeah, so. I would, I would, I would somewhat agree in that. Yeah, like this is, this is a blank slate. They can do that, but yeah, who they are as people is definitely influenced by their past, and yeah, and knowing that past can help you understand how they'll react in certain scenarios going forward. Where, uh, yeah, again, with Kate, we see her constantly being in situations where, like, it's, you know, her putting herself at risk for other people. We Mm -hmm. had... uh, We had that a little bit in in the pilot with that flashback, which they showed again, Mm -hmm. where she's trying to share oxygen with the marshal. She she seems to care about... She doesn't want to kill him. Like, even when it is to... And that makes me, and then that whole, this whole thing makes me wonder even more about what she did to make the marshal believe that she is such a danger because was what she was, was what 
cause that feeling in the marshal another way that she was actually trying to protect or, you know, like, support another group of people. It just happened to hurt. Yeah. You know. This episode seems to... It seems to uh, reinforce two elements of Kate. It reinforces that she's a runner. She runs mm-hmm. away from this. She'll always try to escape. Yeah. But she's also... Like, her other... Her instinctual reaction is always to help and protect people. And right. even even aside from just, like, physical safety, yeah. she the favor that she was going to ask the marshal was to was, make sure that the guy who actually turned her in and yeah. abused her trust was going to get the money that he needed. Mm-hmm. So she... Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. constantly showing us that she's actually a good person, mm-hmm. <laughs> despite what anybody else thinks. Right. But yeah, um, it, it, it's it's definitely a, a very focused episode on her. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that af- right after that. Uh, unlike the pilot where you're like, I don't even know where to start. There's so much stuff. Yeah, it was definitely, there It was, it was very much mm-hmm. a, a focused episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, and I thought this was a this was a good episode in terms of uh, suspense too, and uh, just the idea of that they give Kate the gun right away, and the whole question yeah. of the episode is is, is, is Kate she, okay? Is she yeah. good? Like what? Yeah. yeah. So you're wondering how the gun is going to come into play, and it does, but maybe not in the way that you expected, and right. and she doesn't use it, but uh, yeah, right, because that's the first. I mean, that's the first thing I thought was. Here, like, here this entire episode, and the past, and the f- pilot, we see Kate concerned about the marshal, concerned about somebody who, again, like, who pr- will not do her any favors. Yeah. In helping her, like, in helping her gain the trust of the rest of the crew, or the rest of the people. Um, but she still, like, she can't let him die. Can't just kill you know? him, yeah. yeah. She can't do it so, herself. Yeah, and you see, like, you think, okay, well, here she has this perfect opportunity to to kill him a couple of times, actually, in the yeah. episode. She could have easily and, done it. Yeah. And she doesn't. Mm-hmm. But which, she does presumably give Sawyer the gun to do it. Right, but in that same thing, she's the one that's saying, listen, like, it to me it doesn't come from an I want this person dead no. because he could he could agree you know it's she wants him to be put out of his misery but maybe this is her like I don't and I don't know what happened or what her other past is mm-hmm. but maybe she's saying this time that she like she's trying she is trying to turn over yeah a new a new leaf and so you think she might be trying to change as opposed to. Like, yeah. this is just her nature. Right. You might, it might be a conscious thing. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think that's, yeah, that's one way you can look at it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like I liked the way they use the gun. I think Lost does suspense pretty well uh, yeah. in a lot of a lot of different episodes. They like showing you one thing and setting it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, I, I have a quote from Hitchcock on suspense on that, which yeah. is kind of a famous quote where he... Uh, said, you know, there's a distinct difference between suspense and surprise, uh, and yet many pictures continually confuse the two. I'll explain what I mean. We're now having a very innocent little chat. Let's suppose that there is a bomb underneath this table between us. Uh, Nothing happens, then all of a sudden, boom. There's an explosion. The public is surprised, but prior to the surprise, it has seen an absolutely ordinary scene of no special consequence. 
Now let us take a suspense situation. The bomb is underneath the table, and the public knows it, uh, probably because they've seen uh, the uh, uh, the anarchist place it there. So, you know, the, yes. the audience knows the bomb's there. The public's aware the bomb is going to explode at 1 o'clock, and there's a clock in the decor. The public can see that it is a quarter to one. In these conditions, the same innocuous conversation becomes fascinating because the public is participating in the scene. The audience is longing to warn the characters on the screen. You shouldn't be talking about such trivial matters. There's a bomb underneath you, and it's about to explode. Uh, in the first case, we have given the public 15 seconds of surprise at the moment of the explosion. In the second, we have provided them with 15 minutes of suspense. The conclusion is that whenever possible, the public must be informed. The conclusion is, uh, or uh, except when the surprise is a twist, that is, when the unexpected ending is in itself the highlight of the story. Um, and, you know, that uh, I wrote down, that's really called dramatic irony. In, yeah. Uh, where the audience is given information that the characters don't have, which mm-hmm. is what they're doing here. They're letting it play out and letting us wonder at right. what she's going to do. And, yeah, yeah they, they and lost a surprise well, too, as we'll mm-hmm. see in some future episodes where it does withhold information, but it does it in a way that it is much more, uh, more powerful when they finally reveal it. So. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I think trust is a big part of this episode. Too. It really is. Uh, the kind of fixation on that, especially with Saeed's decision not to tell everybody else about the transmission. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? I, um, I actually, I wrote it down that, like, they really, like, in this episode, they're kind of forming that, like, they're essentially forming an alliance. Mm-hmm. Um uh, like in a way where you have like these few people that know this one thing and I I agree uh-huh. that they shouldn't uh, that I agree with the reasoning why yeah they keep it a secret but I can see that it's gonna come back and bite them in the ass okay because, like, yeah, this is something that a lot of people were annoyed with Lost about. Not, like, this particular case, yeah. but just, like, as a habit, especially in these early seasons, yeah. characters would learn things and not just immediately tell everybody else. So, like, yeah. people would be watching and going, if you all just sat down and talked about it, <laughs> maybe you would know what's going on. <laughs> but Well, I mean, and they, they because the guy, uh, well, Jack and Hurley... Mm-hmm. Also have information information that the rest of the crew, the rest of the people don't know right and that nobody nobody actually will have that opportunity to learn until until Hurley freaks out and we have to figure out what Kate did <laughs> yeah um, because um, at this point I don't trust Hurley to just let it go yeah and Hurley's kind of. In these early episodes, he's being used almost more as, like, a narrative device than he is a character. Like, I don't think the writers have quite figured out who he is or what his history is yet. And so he's, like, thrown into scenes like the one with Jack where it's really... The purpose of the scene is for Jack to be able to talk about why he didn't tell Kate that he knows that she's a convict. Or at at least to highlight that for the audience, that that was an intentional decision not to do it. Yeah. And, but yeah, like, yeah, I guess his fear is a little bit of it, that, yeah. like his little bit where he's running away from Kate on the beach and stuff yeah. and looking back and freaking out kind of. Yeah. I was going to say, 
I looked it up because I couldn't remember Shannon's name. Oh, yeah. And I had, so I was looking it up on IMDb, and mm-hmm. Hurley is the only one who's in every episode. Is that right? There's, uh, he's in one more episode than, than like, yeah. Because he's not in other every people. episode. But nobody's in every single episode. But well, he's in, he's well, in a lot. <laughs> yeah. He's in 118 episodes, and the rest of them are all in, like, well, not the rest of them, but most of them are all in, like, 117. Like, the major Yeah, cast. and I wonder, I wonder how they count that, really, because there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of episodes where certain characters just don't show up, because yeah. there's just so many characters, well, yeah. it's hard to serve them all, but, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm I, sure, I'm sure it's the, ma- those main characters that, like, Jack and Kate and, yeah, and Sawyer and, but there are a number of episodes where, the, where it's, like, one character is, like, everything yeah. or, or, or like it'll, it'll just cut that away or then there's somewhere like the characters are split up a bit and it'll be like mm-hmm. all of it is about these three characters or, right. uh, but yeah that's yeah. that's kind of interesting I wonder how many episodes there are total of Lost I didn't look that up <laughs> but yeah um, I, I did think the conversation between Kate and Jack where Kate tells Jack about the transmission and Jack doesn't tell her about uh, the fact that he knows she's a convict was a really important scene for characterization, though. Yeah. Because, it again, it's characterizing that Kate is a good, open person. Right. She will trust and tell people things, even though she tells uh, Ray in the flashback about her trust issues. Right. She already trusts Jack. Yeah. And meanwhile, Jack is the one who's a little less... Uh, above board. He's the one who right. won't really spill he, the beans on that right away. He right. does eventually, but... It's when it kind of forces his hand. Right. Which, I mean, at that point, I don't nef- I don't necessarily think that um, it's a negative mm-hmm. for Jack to not reveal that he knows that she's a convict. I think it's more... I think it shows that he trusts who she is, what he, or who she has shown him to be. But if that's the case, when he tell her and just say, like, look, I know I don't... It, don't care like he does at the end because his first instinct is to not do that and like kind of see how she reacts or try to keep an eye on her right (laughs) maybe maybe not like it's open to interpretation like it really is but i i still think like if i if i had learned something if i had learned something about someone that's not good yeah i would want that person to tell me it Sure. To own up to it. And I would give them the benefit of the doubt if they didn't do it immediately, that there was a reason that it wasn't important. Mm-hmm. I think that's you fair. Know? So, like, yeah, I don't I don't necessarily see it as, as Jack... Um, right, like, being duplicitous or anything. Yeah. 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 I'd agree with that. I don't think it's, like, a malicious thing. But I do think it's an interesting dynamic where you have Kate, mm-hmm. who's supposedly the one not to be trusted, the one yeah. who's going to get under his skin and manipulate him, as the marshal keeps trying to indicate. Right. And she's the one just being up front, and he's the one who's holding like, back information from her. Yeah. That's really, I, I think, the focus of this episode. There, There's still a little more characterization you get. Like, you get a lot more out of Jack and the continued uh, reinforcement of the idea that he's 
he will he's the kind of guy who'll keep fighting for something even when it's a lost cause mm-hmm. like when everybody realizes the marshal just needs to die like yeah, he's going to he's, die make it easy yeah yeah jack sees it as like a failure if he lets him die even mm-hmm. when it's going to be impossible to keep him alive he's going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it until he can't do it anymore right and i yeah. i think that's an important part of jack's characterization i do too i think um i think it's kind of stupid and <laughs> right. short-sighted. Right. But, yeah. No, I I, I would I would agree with that. Because I think um, that scene where uh, that Jack finds Sawyer looting mm-hmm. in the, when he's trying to find all the antibiotics, I think that um, Sawyer kind of brought up a good point of being adaptable and right. and, show, and like showing that Jack is just basically he's hanging on yeah. to society. Yeah. And and to me when I saw that and I thought I thought to myself, okay, this guy, this character's going to die. We know it's we know he's going to die. How how important is it for them to waste antibiotics on somebody who's going to die? Yeah. When they need that for future Right, for people who can still be saved. Yeah. And it's it's interesting that you look at it that way, because I think, I think you're right, but I also think that the show wants the audience to be on Jack's side. Like, I think yeah. innately they want the audience to side with the guy who's trying to fight and save the person rather than give up on a lost cause, but they want the audience to also realize that they're wrong. Because yeah. when you have Sawyer in that scene... They're constantly framing it so that, you know, Sawyer's the one standing up. Jack's, like, crawling around, like, searching Mm -hmm. for stuff. So we've got all these worm's eye view shots up at Sawyer, literally talking down at the audience about how foolish they're being about this as he walks out of the thing, you know, into his own wild. (laughs) Right. But it also also kind of uh, undermines that a little later, too, with a... Because Sawyer talks a big game about you know how being dangerous or like doing this thing, but right. he can't even kill the marshal. Like he just he, he shoots was, him it, and screws it up and is yeah. immediately like like you can see on his face that he's shocked about it. Like yeah. he doesn't just like go like oh, whatever. It's he's really impacted yeah. by how much he screwed up. Right, but then that forces um, his his screw up forces Jack's hand, and mm-hmm. actually forces him to do something that he was he didn't want to do, you know, which is kill the right the marshal. Right. He does. So. But he and yeah, he could have put him out of his misery very quickly and instead he made it even worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think that's kind of where they're going with Sawyer. They were setting him up as like kind of a chaotic but a voice of reason in a way, but yeah. also as somebody who may not be quite the persona he's putting on. Right. And uh there's also a lot in this episode about Michael and Walt. Yeah. Um, uh, again, kind of reinforcing the idea that they don't have a close relationship mm-hmm. because uh, they don't know each other that well. Uh, Walt lived with his mother. Right. And, uh, yeah, but but Locke actually helps Michael in this case I know. get the dog and I know. bring it back and to Walt and help their relationship. Yeah. Which, made, which just kind of made me wonder what Locke's deal is. <laughs> it it does, yeah. I uh, I wrote down a lot of things on Locke on this episode, mostly, what is going on with Locke? Is he a good guy, a bad guy, or what? 
How can he just up and carve a dog whistle? <laughs> is he some kind of mystic? Who is this guy? And yeah. I think that's what they're going for. I know. Because they he does um, do nice things. Like, everything he does in the episode is positive, right? Right. But then right. they have, like, that ominous scene at the end of him sitting and, like, watching from a distance with the yeah. music playing. Like, and, what's it? What, yeah, and that, it's like, what's his deal? Why Why is he creeping on Michael and, and Walt? Right. You know? What are his motives? Is right. It, That's the, he's the only, he's the most mysterious character. Yes. So uh, what, what do you also think about, uh, or did you think anything about when... Michael told Walt he'd look for Vincent when it stopped raining, and then it immediately stopped raining. I thought uh, the island gods heard Michael's empty promise and said, go make that happen. Mm -hmm. Well, and it it starts to to look kind of weird with Walt, right? Huh? With Walt, because now we've seen in the pilot where Walt was looking through a comic book with a polar bear, and all of a sudden there's a polar bear showing up. And then we have this episode where... Michael was uh, at, saying, okay, when it stops raining, I'll go look for Vincent. Immediately it stops raining. Huh. <laughs> I did not think about that. Yeah, yeah. These are the mm. kinds of things the internet was speculating on in this yeah. first season. Interesting. Um, we have magic. And doesn't, does Michael call it a magic jungle? Or a mystery jungle? Something like that. I don't... Like, I didn't write that down, but... I didn't... I didn't get it. I don't... I didn't get the right word, I don't think. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, you wrote down about uh, Michael running into Sun while she's Which <laughs> trying I, to shower. Which I saw... Because I wanted to try to find what Michael called it. Because um, I thought that was interesting. That's the first time that we heard anything about it being, um, like, a mystery island, you know? Yeah. um, Well, it is a weird island with a monster and, like, rain that stops and starts and all that, but yeah. And so, I, but I was looking it up and I saw that, um, they originally, and I don't know if they, I don't know if they continue it for a point in the actual season, Mm -hmm. in this season, but they were gonna make Michael part of a a love triangle between Sun and Jin. Okay. Uh, but because of the reaction to Sun and Jin, they cut that. Interesting. Like, so I don't know if there are future episodes where Michael and Sun have, like, an awkwardness. Yeah. An awkward tension between them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was actually going to be part of the, of the season. Yeah, I won't comment on anything in the future. I will say that that was definitely kind of at least reading it at just fresh as it is mm-hmm. that seems to be the intention in the episode yeah because you already have the scene where Jin and Sun are on the beach and Jin you know says I love you and she just turns away and doesn't say anything right and with that scene like Michael's the awkward flustered one and like Sun is kind of at first too but but. You could see where that would be, like, kind of the weird, meet cute moment in, like, a yeah. relationship. Yeah. Either way. So, whether or not that's where they're going, or where where they go, I think that is what, what they're... They were that was the intention. Yeah. Uh, that's most of what I have. I have some, you know, little observations about yeah. the episode. Um, I just like the Charlie... Epi- or scenes because he seems so self-conscious but mm-hmm. well-meaning yeah and and they actually they nice. give him 
scenes with a number of characters. This or like he he's not a big part of this episode, but Mm-mm. he has a scene with Locke. He has a scene with Claire, yeah. and like I don't think he interacted with either of them before. No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And I like I just um, I liked it. Like he seems to be the one that's not really like attached to any one person. Right. Just kind of floating, like trying to find the right people to be yeah you know find the right connection he's interesting because you know it's it's pretty common in tv shows that like the drug addict character is like kind of the loner or the you know he has problems or he's a dark character and charlie is really not yeah like he has this addiction but he actually likes people and he wants to connect with people yeah it's like you want uh he like i can see i could see that he um wouldn't want wouldn't really or doesn't really want the addiction would prefer the people yeah to that yeah so you know yeah i would agree with that um yeah. other little things about this episode this was uh the first episode directed by jack bender who uh went on or he continued to be like their go-to yeah. director really he directed yeah. uh at least according to imdb it looked like he directed 41 episodes of the series wow. so a lot yeah and uh Good yeah portion yeah, he's uh, yeah goes on to do a lot. It ended with a musical montage, which is something that the show does a number of times in the first season, and then kind of stops. Drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I like the musical montage because yeah. it was like it it showed a lot, and it showed how they're all starting over. Right. Well, and it's nice. Know? It's a nice way at this point to remind the audience of all the different plot threads that are yeah. currently ongoing. Just like in a in one quick scene, mm-hmm. just like, yeah, be like this is where we are with all these different stories. Right. Uh, as the show goes on, they I think assume that the audience is pretty well familiar with everything that's happening. It's a little less yeah. significant. Yeah. Uh, I also noticed that you know, this this episode was probably shot a little while after the pilot mm-hmm. because you know that was kind of done on its own thing before they knew if it would have a serious pickup. Right. And then once they actually did the rest of it, you know, they try to make everybody look like they did in the pilot, but, mm-hmm. like, Sawyer in particular has much longer-looking hair to me than he did in the first episode, and even Charlie is, like, his hair is a little longer. Like, some, yeah. some of the characters were made to look closer to the pilot than others. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't know, anything else you had? Um... I I don't know if they keep doing it in future scenes or future episodes, but like when they're getting ready to go back into a, a flashback, they um, slow down the frame. Yeah, rate. yeah, I noticed that. They and go. Like, they yeah. went slow mo, yeah. and it wasn't shot really for slow mo, so right. you can tell that That's the it. frame rate's just really really low. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is not something they regularly do, and okay. I don't like I. I don't know if I, that was just I, something they decided they didn't like right off yeah. the bat or what. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't... Well, the first flashback, I was like, what the fuck is going on with the Blu-ray player? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it looks, it looks horrible. But yeah. Yeah, I, I don't... I'm not a big fan of the way that you did that. And yeah. uh, they... The sound for the flashbacks changes a little. It becomes a little more iconic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, okay. But, Yeah. The last yeah. thing I had on here was just uh, keeping track of mysteries solved and mysteries introduced oh, okay. in episodes. All right. This is a show where people complain constantly about how 
they never answer anything or oh, yeah. So that's a good one. So there were uh, uh, I had two mysteries solved. This one they okay. they solved uh, what was Kate's favor that she requested, yes. which was the twenty three thousand dollars for for Ray. Uh, and uh, also, what was Locke's secret? And the Locke's, Locke's secret was that a miracle happened to him. Yeah. Which introduces the new mystery of what was Locke's miracle. Yeah. <laughs> but, what? Wasn't the miracle that happened the crash? I will remain silent on that. Okay. Because I could say yes or no. But that, that is one interpretation. Yeah. He seems pretty at home on this island. Yeah. It, I, he does seem more at home than... Than anyone, anyone else. else. <laughs> yeah. So anything else you have on this episode? Um, I don't think so. I think that's, that's it for me. Okay. Um, I think we covered everything. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, next week we'll be covering the episode Walkabout. So, All right. Yeah. We'll hmm. catch you then. See you later.